intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you Welcome to the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. We, we are blessed to have Tammy Whelan. Tammy is a mental health educator. What the heck are we having a mental health educator on the show for? Because our mental health is important. And that of truck drivers, dispatchers, and everybody who works with us, mental health is important and we need to talk about it. Tammy talks to us about why it is important and what resources are available for us here in Canada. Join us. Here's Tammy. Hey, Tammy Whelan. Welcome to the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. Can you tell our audience a little bit about your background? Yeah, no problem. So first of all, welcome for having me. Um, I am a mental health educator. I've been a mental health educator for the past 12 years. And essentially what that means is that I travel or go to businesses, schools, agencies, uh, basically anyone uh, who will listen. And I talk about yep. mental health, mental wellness, yep. uh, suicide intervention, any any topics related to our mental well-being. Oh, that. And you're talking to two guys that need mental help. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've been married going on 40 years. My wife says that I need a lot of help. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I would say that everybody does. Yep. Everybody does um, at different uh, phases or uh, stages in our life. Yep. And, yeah. and, and that's the thing. I think that's the coolest thing about my job is I get to remind people that. And mm -hmm. I get to also remind people that we're not robots. We're human beings. Yep. And life is not perfect. Shit's not going to go down the way we always plan. And uh, we, we do. We have to roll with the punches. And sometimes that looks like us talking to somebody else that's not in our circle that might be able to help us um, come up with a solution or figure out, how, you know, what we're feeling, why we're feeling it, and and come up with some strategies that are going to help us. Yeah, and I'll tell you a, a very brief story. Um, a close uh, relative of mine confided in me that they went to their family doctor and okay. said, you know, I've got a lot of anxiety and everything. I really think I need some uh, some mental help. Uh, could you? Uh, what would you suggest? Mm -hmm. No. Um, all they did was send them for blood work and didn't make any referrals at all. And for anybody, I think, to talk to their uh, doctor and say, hey, I think I need some help, I think it's a huge step. And Absolutely. not to get a referral, I thought, was a terrible disservice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But to be honest, it doesn't yeah. surprise me. Oh, really? In the work mm -hmm. Uh, no, only because in the past 12 years, I've spoken to thousands and thousands of people a year. Many people share stories that are similar where, um, you know, their family doctor didn't give them what they thought uh, was yeah. best. 
Some people are just given medication. Some people are not given referrals. Um, and, and some people, many people don't feel comfortable sharing with their doctor. So that's also part of my job as well, is if, if we crush the stigma, because we're open to talk about it, hopefully more mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. will reach out and get the help that they need. But in yeah. all fairness to doctors, they're not necessarily equipped to do mental health assessments. Those are for specialists, right? So right. I think yeah. there's a lot of education that needs to happen around that as well. But um, I hope that your family member did get some help. There are a lot of resources that are available that you don't have to go through your family doctor and that are free, which is cool. And the one thing that's cool since COVID is that um, there are many more services available because Mm. of that. And you're going to help us a little bit later on in the show and talk about some of those services, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. because they're, cool. we're fortunate, I think, that we live in Canada where we do have a lot of services available um, mm-hmm. that we have to take advantage of. I mean, we're paying for them. Why should we suffer? Yeah. Mental health is as important to me as my physical health is. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Tammy, yep. you're talking to uh, transportation people, largely, uh, quite a few truck drivers. <laughs> What does alone time do? Uh, as you probably understand, truck drivers have spend a lot of time alone in their little yeah. uh, cab. How does that affect uh, mental health? Um, so I'm not an expert in transportation. Uh, so I'll say that right here, right now. However, you know, alone time is good. But just like anything else, too much alone time, I'm sure, yes. can be insulating can be depressing, can cause anxiety, I'm sure. And I would say something that I've learned is, you know, your own mind could be your, your worst enemy, right? We, we have a thought, a negative thought or an upsetting situation. And, you know, having alone time gives us more and more time to ruminate <laughs> and maybe mm-hmm. catastrophize, you know, some of the thoughts that we're having. So it can be, you know, something that is good because you can step away from a situation, think about it. But I can also see some of the negatives that can happen from spending a lot of time alone. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I've, I've, I spent 20 years on the road driving truck and uh, operating a company from the steering wheel. And um, it, it, it was challenging in the beginning. Uh, I was very young at that age. I was, you know just in my late teens. And, um, you know, you're, you're, we're always surrounded by family, but you know, it was one of those deals where, Hey, you got to learn to get with the job. You got to learn how to cope. You learn to deal with it and and you move on. Uh, and I'll be honest, I got really good at being alone and really appreciated being alone. But, uh, I know for drivers that may be coming into this industry as a second career, uh, you might be starting in here in your forties or something like that after having a job where you've interacted with coworkers for so long now all of a sudden you're not talking to anybody you're not seeing anybody for hours and maybe days on end um i'm sure that can be hard on hard on everything that's going on and then being away from your family for days if not weeks at a time yeah i mean being away from your family could be a good thing um yes. but it also <laughs> <laughs> it also can be a negative but but you made a good point people adapting to change. For the most part, none of us like change. Change is is challenging. 
even if yeah. it's a good change, like let's say um, we're moving and we're excited about where we're moving to, the process to get to that place is very stressful. It's a change, it's a welcome change, but it's also stressful. And yeah. we all respond differently to stress. So people going into a new job, yes, they may be looking forward to it, but they have to adapt. And adapting to being alone when they might have had coworkers to you know, talk to all the time, I'd say that would be a huge adjustment. Absolutely, I know it would be for me. Uh, no, and, and for myself, I think of my alone time when I was in the truck, and sometimes the silliest little problem, because that's all I thought about for the next two or three days, just right? by the time I get back to my family, that little problem is now a monstrous mountain in front of me mm-hmm. that I don't know what to deal or how to deal with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I always, when I'm running my workshops, especially when I'm talking about stress, visually, if you can imagine, you know, several things that you're thinking about while they're in your head, they're all stressful. Your, your brain doesn't know how to decipher the difference, but an activity that I would say that I would suggest to anyone watching or listening is when you have your breaks or your stops, write stuff down, get it out on a piece of paper, have a notepad that you can get from Dollarama in your truck, in your cab, and write things down. Because I will tell you most of the time when I write things down and I can visualize what I'm stressing about, it actually becomes real. So three things happen when we write things down. So number one, they become real. So I'm thinking about five, six different things. I write them down. They become real. I'm like, oh, shit, you know what? Why am I worrying about number six and seven? I don't need to do these things this week. So I'm going to scratch them off my list, so to speak. Number two, once they become real, we can start to prioritize them, right? What do I need to do now? What do I need to do later? Who do I need to talk to to make this happen? Who do I need to call to make an appointment? You know, these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And, And number three, As we move through that list that's now visual, that we're now prioritizing, we actually feel better when we go through these activities. And they can be the simplest of things, the simplest of things. They could be grocery lists. They could be to-do lists. They could be, you know what, my sister-in-law is pissing me off and I write it down on paper. But then when (laughs) when I read it, right, when I read it, I'm like, why am I wasting my time? Why am I wasting my my energy on this? This is solvable, right? Yeah, and, and I think by writing them down, and this is just a non-professional's opinion, I've automatically done something about it. And as soon as I do something about any of my issues, even if it's a small step, like you said, writing it down, there's a piece of accomplishment that goes with that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've mm-hmm. started down the road of solving that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I was gonna, and there's, um, sorry to cut you off. Um, no, there is no. a study that was done. I don't, I don't have it in front of me, but they, um, this, this study was done on uh, note taking and uh, writing things down or goals down. Yeah. And what they noticed is that let's say we pull out a post-it note and the post-it note, we write down 10 things that we need to get done today. Grocery shop, take kid to the dentist, drive my son to soccer, you know, basics. 
Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. they notice is every time you scratch something off your list, mm-hmm. chemicals in your brain light up. You feel happy. Yep. You feel accomplished, yep. like you just said, Chris. And so you feel motivated to keep moving forward. Yep. This is this is actually a task I'd heard about years ago, and uh, and it's something I do quite regularly. My wife is is the same way. It's a list. A, a list of everything you know even even getting ready to go on vacation you know it's thinking about oh my gosh what do i need to get done you get all stressed out and and write it down write it down and now you get those accomplishments as soon as you go yep that's in the suitcase that's in the suitcase yep i took care of that that's taken care of it you know i i do it with uh with daily tasks you know phone calls that i need to make you know i'll do it the night before instead of stressing about it overnight oh i gotta call this person i gotta call this person oh, i gotta remember to call this person write it down and now all of a sudden i can go yep that's done and i could make notes next to it to say oh yeah by the way i left a message i need to call him back again in a couple of days and yeah you, you get a sense of accomplishment and now you can walk away from your desk at the end of the day and go wow i got a lot accomplished today uh feel better done um see what tomorrow brings yeah, and, and you mentioned before you go to sleep, this is also a good activity to do if you are tossing and turning yeah. before it's time to go to bed. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about this, so I'm throwing this out there. I'm assuming truck drivers sleep in their cabs sometimes or a lot of the times? A lot of time, okay. yep. Okay, so if that's happening, this is something that they can do before they go to bed. Um, mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we toss and turn because of all of our thoughts. But if we take 10 minutes, 15 minutes, get up, write this stuff down, things that need to get done the next day, we will sleep better because we know that we've written things down. We're not going to forget about them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're going to be tasks. So that's something that I also suggest in some, of, in some of my stress management workshops is writing things down before bed. And, and that will help us sleep better for sure. Wish I'd known this back when I was driving truck. I'll tell you, it would have made life a little bit easier. <laughs> hey, listen, we're we're all here to learn, and um, we're different at different stages of our life. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to think that I'm smarter and wiser now. <laughs> yep, but yep, um, yep. you know, I think anyone can learn at any time in their life if they're ready and willing to try new things. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I will also say, thinking about being in a cab, sleeping in a cab, being alone for hours, we have technology today. And, and that's the bonus yeah. of, um, you know, 2023, I guess, is the drivers today can use a phone, mm-hmm. pick up a phone mm-hmm. and call someone when you are maybe having a moment, mm-hmm. right? I don't know about you, but if I talk to a friend about something that I'm experiencing or feeling usually they can bounce some good ideas off me sure sure and vice versa yep yeah so no that writing things down is a great activity i think and as you said you can pick up a notebook pretty cheap at uh, any of the um, dollar stores or uh, Mm -hmm. things like that and of course pens are readily available (laughs) everybody's giving them away See, look at so, I have my company <laughs> pin too. <laughs> cool. So, so, Tammy, what free resources? Um, if I was having an episode or if mm-hmm. I was having some questions um, or stresses in my life and I did want to talk to a professional, uh, mm-hmm. first of all, of course, they can always reach out to Tammy because this mm-hmm. is what Tammy does. But what else is available 
as well. Okay, so let, let's let's break it down in, in a couple of different ways. So someone might be experiencing a crisis. So I'm going to go back to technology. A lot of people share with me, I didn't know who to call. I didn't know where to turn. I will tell you right now that if you have a device, which I'm going to say most people do, mm-hmm. all you have to do, honestly, is Google crisis line. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's the the my first tip. Okay, crisis if you line. Remember, yeah, Google crisis line, and it will. I'm I'm telling you, you press enter, and you will see all of the numbers that will come up for you. And with the drivers, because of again technology being so great, it'll pick up local crisis lines where they're driving. Mm. That's pretty cool, right? It's just yeah. like if you're looking up a grocery store, it'll look up grocery stores where you are. There are many other um, resources. I'm going to give you one. So I used to work at the Canadian Mental Health Association. I was there for 11 years as their education lead. And Canadian Mental Health Association is a not-for-profit agency, and they help people uh, with their mental well-being. All of their services are free of charge. And they're across Canada, which is cool. So... All people need to do is go to cmha.ca and they can find their local branch. If they're in Winnipeg, if they're in Toronto, if they're in Cambridge, wherever they are, they will find a local branch. And tied to that is a local crisis line number. And so I'll put it. A crisis, yeah, a crisis might be someone having thoughts of suicide. But let's say someone is looking for a support for a family member, for themselves. They can also check out CMHA for the services that they offer because they offer counseling and service like, services like that free of charge. And There's, um, I'm going to mention a couple of more. Is that okay? Here comes well, yeah, and, and Sure, I'll please. Links to all these in the show notes down below. Uh, yeah. So the okay. first one was the uh, Canadian Mental Health Association. Did I say it yep. right? Yep. Okay. Okay. So then, um, the and these are off the top of my head, but I'll send you a bunch so that okay. you can yep. cool. put them in the links when you post this. There is a program called Bounce Back Ontario. Now, originally, this uh, workshop or this program was designed for people and they did a pilot program in Ontario for people who are living with an a- with anxiety or depression. It is not for people who are living or in a crisis. And it is CBT based, which is cognitive behavioral therapy based. Oh, okay. Yep. It's a program that someone can go through like a workshop over yep. time and they will get assigned a telephone coach. So you're working through this program yourself at your own Mm -hmm. leisure. You're getting a telephone coach who's going to do check-ins with you. You're going to have work to do. And this is free of charge. So this is bounce back material. And it's, uh, it's, um, it's available to all Canadians free of charge and you can self refer. So they did a pilot project in Ontario, but when COVID happened over those years, uh, they received funding and now it's available to people across Canada. Cool. Also, yeah. a positive effect of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and there have been some. I don't care what anybody yep. says. There yep. have been yep. some positives that, that have come out of it. Um, sure. There's also a workshop 
called Living Life to the Full. And this helps people who are experiencing stress basically compartmentalize the stress in their life. So it's a course that you can take. It's free. Mm-hmm. All right. There's also a program. Okay. Um, hang hang on now. Just, just yeah. before you go on, what do you mean by uh, compartmentalizing? This? Okay. So <clears throat> the course, I believe, is between 8 to 12 weeks. And during that time, they're offered virtually now and in person. And again, across Canada, living life to the full. And a lot of CMHA branches offer them for free. In the workshops, so the weekly workshops, it it talks about stress, how to manage stress. And when I talk about compartmentalizing, I think about learning how to problem solve one one step, one day, one problem at a time. Mm. So again, if you think of our mind, If I think about what I stress about in a day, um, it could be groceries, it could be getting my kid to soccer, it could be work, my work schedule, being late. Mm -hmm. But when I compartmentalize things, when I put things in my calendar, Mm -hmm. so it it teaches strategies. It's a pretty cool course. I teach the course. Um, It's a very cool course, and it's offered free. So aside from that, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, when you are teaching the course, is this in person or is it over the internet or can it be both? Both. Both. People have the option. So Canadians can, in Google, again, living life to the full, they can find uh, which branch is offering this program for free. And and some organizations charge for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But when it comes to your health, whether it's physical or mental... You know, a few dollars really doesn't matter. Mm. Oh gosh, yeah. Well, well, I got a a, a scenario I, I'd I'd love to throw out there on the basis mm-hmm. of so a company, for instance. Um, let's take a transportation company, obviously, because hey, that seems to be what we do. But uh, so, company has a, a catastrophic event happen. Maybe they've had a, a very large crash. Um, possibly somebody has died, whether it be an employee or or just a, a number member, another member of the motoring public, but that's one, it's had an effect on the driver, but it's also had an effect on people within the company, Absolutely. you know, um, you know, so, so this is something that can cause, I imagine a lot of heartbreak with people and trying to get them back mm-hmm. on staff. So what would, what could a company do in order to bring somebody in or, or get somebody like yourself to come in and speak with the various employees to help them better cope and understand how to deal with this situation. That, so that's a, a common uh, situation because like I said before, life happens, shit happens. Yeah. And unfortunately yeah. things like this occur and, and people are, like you said, heartbroken yeah. and may, yeah. maybe even traumatized or stressed by a situation. So the first thing, the first place I would start is, figuring out if the organization has an EFAP program, which is an employee and family assistance program. So a lot of larger organizations do have that. So if they do, you can actually reach out to them for them to have Mm -hmm. specialists come out and talk to individuals on staff, and and they can also promote therapy. Now, for someone like me, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. I'm not a psychologist. I'm an educator. 
Uh, right. so, many times organizations will have someone like come someone like myself come out to talk to the staff to uh, help with stress management skills or talk about mm. mental well-being. Mm. Right? So there's different approaches, but the yep. first approach I would say would be first and foremost, right? Getting the EFAP involved, yep. having yep. them uh, come out, talk to staff, talk mm-hmm. about what has happened. Okay. Right. I see a great opportunity here, Tammy, where you could be uh, educating drivers on how they can cope, you know, with with mental issues that they're dealing with on a daily basis. So from that educator approach, uh, I know dispatchers. Well, there's a lot of dispatchers, eh, Chris, that probably need a lot of mental health care issues because, you know, they seem to go off on drivers a lot. (laughs) It's, It's you know what? It's it's a stressful job. Um, I, I, I can only imagine. Um, I have gone to, I guess, three trucking companies in the past few years, and one was with Carmen Transportation recently. But uh, just some of the stories that, that drivers, you know, talk about or share, you know, someone like me who isn't a trucker, who isn't in that industry, I wouldn't have even have thought of the stress involved with the job, Yeah. right? Yeah. Um, getting yelled at. Um, getting criticized, uh, people always putting pressure or demands on on the drivers because they need to be somewhere at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Drivers are always, I'm, I'm guessing, on you know on a high, but being oh. on a high all the time is not good for our bodies, physically and emotionally. So, no. and and listen, people snap, and I'm not saying it's a cool thing, but I don't care what anybody says. People can only take so much, and then they they yeah. reach that breaking point, right? Yeah. Uh, we don't yeah. want to go there. Uh, learning strategies mm-hmm. is going to help us, but that doesn't mean that we're never gonna, you know, we're never gonna go there again, right? The most right. calm people right. on show, and and well, that's just me speaking personally from what yeah, I've learned. Yeah, well, I was going to say those strategies sounds like a great idea from a driver perspective, but also I think it would be very proactive for a company to make sure that they implement strategies from the internal side of the company who are working with those drivers and relating to them. So everybody understands everybody's role and the stresses of each other's that they have. Uh, Chris and I talk a lot about many times where, you know, dispatchers should be cheerleaders to the drivers, you know, to help them, you know, push, boom, boom. Yeah. Go on, Chris. Yeah. Good job. Do your pre-trip. Awesome. Good man. Hey, another accident free day. That's great. You know, but but then there's all the other stresses of the day, you know, they're, they're driving in the motoring public. You got these idiots who don't know how to drive on the highway. And then you show up at a customer. And even if you show up on time, the customer's in a bad mood. And what's he do? He takes it out on the trucker that's, you know, got nothing to do with him, you know. So yep. add in, again, all these stresses that you've been trying to deal with. Well, and, exactly. and Tammy, there was a study done and truck drivers are number six out of ten as rated as the most dangerous profession how many deaths per hundred thousand there are and trucking is number six on that list so Mm. truck drivers whether they realize it or not are in a dangerous profession every day Mm -hmm. that they drive every mile it's a danger to them and so doing that along with their job as you said being on time and and sometimes it's shift work or or not normal hours and uh, being away from family. There's a heck of a lot of stress for that yeah. truck driver. Absolutely. So, Tammy, a company could reach out to you. One of the things I thought John was going to go there when 
he started on his last question. If a Sorry. company had uh, a driver that was involved in a fatal crash, I've always recommended that before that driver returns to the road, that they receive some coaching. Um, and Absolutely. as John mentioned too, there could be other people within that company that could need help. Uh, and this is something that you would be able to do? I would say first, I would be contacting EFAP, the Employee and Family Assistance Program, to get that person the help that they need. Because the EFAP right. has trained individuals like therapists and counselors. That's not something yeah. that I do. Right. Well, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there are many trucking companies. They, like They could reach out to me. They could reach out to me if they're looking for a workshop okay. that is related to workplace mental health or yeah. mental health related subjects. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, because all of my customers, uh, or I shouldn't say all, but many of my customers are the small trucking companies and they don't mm -hmm. have benefits no. uh, for their no, drivers. No. And yeah. they don't have these, yeah. uh, the things that the larger companies do have and okay. hopefully companies make available. But, uh, you know, if I wanted to have a driver return to the road so I could call you, you could at least make a recommendation as to where I could reach out. Yeah, sure. And for the rest um, of the I'll staff. Also, yeah, I'll, I'll also say that I'm going to email you a list of resources and right, you feel cool. free to share that with your yeah. clients. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to share a list of free resources. And Sweet. I'll include that in the show notes down below. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, now if somebody wanted to reach out, Tammy, you do have your own website, right? And it is TammyWheelan.com or CA? Dot com. Dot com. Yay. So anybody that wants to cool. reach out to Tammy. Now, yep. Tammy, what we are just heading up uh, or we are about to conclude this episode. What else should the listeners and the viewers know about mental health or about Tammy? All right. So <laughs> you can learn lots more about me on my website. So I'll leave that there. Cool. When, when we talk about mental health, what I want to leave you with is remember that we all have mental health, right? Some days are good. Some days are not so good. But when our not so good days are turning into weeks and months, sometimes mm. for people, it's even years. We need to reach out. We need to get some help. And, and to add to that, getting help, talking to somebody is not a weakness. And th this is the one common thread that I continuously hear, that it is seen as a weakness. And that is why I have this job, is to remind people it's not a weakness. It's not a character flaw. It's not a defect. And mental illness in general it's not a personal choice. People don't wake up mm -hmm. in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to have a little bit of depression today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> we're human beings. We're, we're faced and dealt with a lot of cards that we don't necessarily want. And the only way that we can move forward is to keep talking about it, mm -hmm. try and get the support that we need and, and ask for help. And, and sometimes, most of the time, it is challenging to ask for help, which is why we need to Keep talking about it. Uh, it's hugely important. I mean, in our business, yep. there's road rage out there. Road rage incidents happen daily. And yep. that, to me, is a sign of mental health. And hopefully, most of the road rage incidents are not my truck drivers, but the, the four-wheelers. 
However, I do know of truck drivers that have, as in your words, lost it. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate, but. It, it sounds like a, a great opportunity for companies is to contact Tammy and, and, and set up a workshop, an opportunity to discuss how to better manage these issues that, that you may have, whether it be in the organization or with the drivers, uh, how to cope, how to deal with it. And then in the event that you have a situation, you would have resources to then take and implement an action plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's also important for organizations, for companies to show and prove to their staff, to their drivers, that they care about them. Yeah. Because yes. let's be honest, any company is nothing without their staff. Exactly. The staff makes the company. So why wouldn't you invest in them? Why wouldn't you in, invest in educating them, in supporting them, in giving them time off, whatever it is that your employees need? And I can vouch for Tammy because I met Tammy at the Carmen Transportation Truck Driver Meeting this year, and she did cool. a great job, and she's a, a very well-spoken presenter. So, uh, nice. and it was very well received by the truck drivers because I was there watching. And that's when I said, Tammy, would you please come on my show? <laughs> so Tammy, and, was fun. and you know what? They were engaged, which was uh, nice. I'm not going to lie. I was a little intimidated uh, going up on that stage because it, it was prominently men. And yep. in the back of my mind, I was getting my anxieties, my stress. Yep. You know, how am yep. I going to relate to what they do? But it all boils down to we're all human beings. Yep. And And we all experience stuff. Well, Tammy, uh, Carmen Transportation has been a customer of mine for several years now. And I can tell you the feedback was great. Your presentation was very well received. I mean, you probably saw it. The drivers were engaged when you were on the stage. And it was awesome. And that's why I really wanted you to come on the show because I truly believe we have to keep talking about truck driver mental health and about everyone's mental health, but particular in my industry, because it is a stressful job. So we need to help. All right. TammyWheelan.com. Tammy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank yes. You. Thank you very much. So nice to meet you, John and Chris. Nice to see Good. you again. Thank you. And Tammy, thanks so much for coming on the Trucking Risk and Insurance Podcast. The resources that Tammy had mentioned throughout the episode are all in the link down below. Reach out to Tammy. She does a great job at education of mental health, and it's something that I think we can all benefit from. Thanks so much. See you next week.